and welcome into episode 59 of Popcorn Hangover. I'm John. And I'm Anna. And today we are finally going to be talking about the true biggest movie of the year. Last episode we said Dune or Eternals. Get those out of here. This is the biggest movie of the year. Full spoiler episode, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, the movie's been out for 12 days at this point. So, so you haven't seen it. I just it. don't know if I can trust you. So <laughs> it will also too, if you haven't seen it and you haven't been spoiled by this point, I'm not entirely sure what your internet consists of because TikTok, Twitter, Reddit are all Spider-Man all the time. All over. So that being said, um, we're going to dive right into it. This is a massive movie. I don't think this is a stretch to say it's the biggest movie we've talked about on this podcast. Well, release-wise. New new release-wise, yeah. I mean, Lord yeah. of the Rings was huge. Harry and Potter. And this is... This is uh, our, this episode's happening not after obviously we saw it opening weekend but this is coming right after we're seeing it for the second time so we got a lot of information in our minds a lot of stuff to talk about but before we get into like summary and our thoughts and all that stuff I just wanted to start off by saying like hello we have been gone for a while like um, a month yeah we're I know we've been really inconsistent and every time we say we're gonna do better but. New Year's is coming up, and it's going to be one of our New Year's resolutions to be on, on top of this more. It's been a crazy, crazy holiday season since November. We never could find time to do this, so it, you would think living together would be easier, but it's not, so. <laughs> I also just want to add in that we made notes in prior episodes about how busy of a movie schedule, like October, November, yes. December would be. We have not seen hardly anything yeah we need to watch a lot of the big anticipated movies um that are not comic or franchise related yeah uh so we're we're making our way we watched king richard which was really good we highly recommend that yeah i think king richard gets off hbo max soon so if you haven't watched it yet i think you have till like new year's we're definitely gonna watch house of gucci when we can i think it's i don't even think it's in theaters anymore yeah, it is. If we Isn't can't it? get to theaters, then we'll be sure to watch it on streaming. And we will watch Don't Look Up. That tick, just tick, came boom. out. Tick, tick, boom. Encanto apparently is really good. I, yeah. I don't know. Been, been very uh, slacking this year. But we do promise we're going to be caught up just, by award season. We will be caught up. There's so much. Co- I mean, and we knew this was going to happen that 2021 and 2022 will be packed movie years. Because they had to push so much back from 2020, um, there are so many big releases, and I think a lot of people are talking about, like, getting fatigue from it, like, release fatigue. We're excited about it, but we just haven't had those weeks. We used to go, you know, once every week, and it's been hard to do that. So we're going to get on it. We're going to have movie marathons. We got to watch all these new ones. Yes. But that's enough of the kind of roundup, I guess, of our lives. But let's get into Spider-Man. I, I think we're going to have a ton to talk about. Yeah. Do you want to do the synopsis first and then talk about how we prepared for this? Yes, absolutely. So Spider-Man No Way Home picks up immediately after the end of Far From Home. After framing him for murder, Mysterio reveals Peter Parker's identity to the world. In an effort to undo the damage this has done to his family and friends, Peter seeks the help of Doctor Strange. Unfortunately, this does more harm than good to the world and brings some unexpected new visitors to New York City. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home released on December 17th, 2021. It had a budget of $200 million. Um, I believe it was delayed by about a year because it was supposed to come out December of last year. 
It's already grossed $1.1 billion in its first 11 days, notably without a China release, which is, I mean, usually half a movie's box office at this point. Stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, William Dafoe, Alfred Molina, and Jamie Foxx. It also features two actors that you might have heard from prior Spider-Man movies, being Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. It's been Spoiler! <laughs> I mean, I already said the whole episode is a spoiler, so... <laughs> You know, run if you don't uh, want anything spoiled from here on out. Um, It's been a massive success. Box office, critically, has a 94 critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, a 98 audience score. It's a fantastic movie. The best superhero movie, I'm going to say, since Endgame. I I think it's not even close, even though when we get to our ratings, my number might be similar across movies. This is the best superhero movie that's come out in, like, three years. And I'm very willing to say it's one of my favorites ever. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both big... We're number one. I mean, it's... it's If you listen to this podcast and you know us personally, you know we're big Marvel nerds. We gen, generally are very... Like, we love anything that Marvel puts out. So, we're not huge critics. I think that, like, there have been some critiques of this film, which, like, totally makes sense to me. But in our minds, this... It was so fun, and they did such a good job with it. I, I and think- the anticipation... I think that was like the thing that was scared me was that oh I'm gonna I'm gonna get so excited about this and it's gonna be let down. The anticipation of this movie made it even more fun. I think yeah. that's what kind of is the experience, the nostalgia, and the anticipation for the scenes you're looking for that make this film even better. One of the big uh, compliments of Avengers Endgame was that that movie felt like an event. Yeah. the The act of going to the theater was something more than going to see a movie. And, you know, sit in a seat for two hours. I think that's the most appropriate way to describe this movie. This does not feel... Yeah, from the waiting for I mean, a, a trailer for so long, from the speculation of who was going to be in it and how the story was going to play I mean, out. How, the, from... fact, the fact that this trailer leaked 12 hours in advance on TikTok with no special effects attached, like, that's how crazy hyped people were to get anything of content for this movie. And yet... There were leaks and rumors and about who was going to be in it. I mean, if to be honest, Toby and Andrew being in this is not a spoiler because that has been leaked and rumored from the second they announced a third Spider-Man movie. Hell, Jamie Foxx on Twitter two years ago confirmed that he was in this movie. Yeah, I don't. I think what what's so funny about it is like you're everyone was like waiting on the edge of their seat, like you know, waiting for Toby and and Andrew to show up, and I don't. I don't think that there was a doubt in anyone's mind they wouldn't be in it. Like, yeah. I mean, there would have been a riot if they weren't in it and, like, they just played with us. But I think it was so fun. Like, it's like you knew it was going to happen, but you just needed the confirmation. And when the confirmation happened, you still reacted as if you did not know it was coming. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially to... Or, so we're getting way ahead of ourselves. I want to reel it back in for a second. Um, well, but I think all goes into the anticipation of it. Yeah, that is true. I, I will say this. Um, something that happened before we talk about our prep we did, um, we went, we didn't even go opening night. We went the day after, but we went to see it in St. Louis because we were um, visiting for the weekend and we had to wait outside the theater in a line like you were going to a midnight premiere, even though we already had tickets and little things like that just make this, like, this was huge. Yeah. This movie has made a billion dollars in an in COVID, where, like, Fast and Furious made, like, $500 million, a franchise that prints money. Yeah. Like, movies don't make this money right now. And 
like we went today and we even had trouble like when I was buying tickets for everyone that we were going with um I had trouble getting us a seat like you know getting us all sitting together and we saw Endgame twice um in about theaters. the same three time. time we saw it three times in theaters yeah. but the second time was about the same like the time between yeah. our first viewing and today and yes it was not that it was like empty or anything but it and there were people like it, the movie theater had a good amount of people but this was like packed yeah, we this... waited. The theater was packed. Like there, and again, it's right after Christmas. So people, December twenty sixth is a big yeah movie day, huge movie day. Um, especially if it falls on a weekend, and so I think that like that's part of it. But also like it's just it's huge. It's huge. So and there were you know it's still people getting excited in the theater. It was it was quieter, but it still was exciting. Um, but yes, enough about the anticipation and the event of it. We can go a little bit more into like our theater experience in general, but. A little later. But I think, first off, I'd like to start off by saying that we are both, and I think we've even talked about this, like our favorite superheroes before. Like, I mean, John's favorite superhero is Batman, but... Spider-Man number two yes, for me. and mine is Spider-Man. So, big Spider-Man fans, and I think that contributes, that is contributed by the fact that, like, people that are our age in their mid-20s to 30s, like, this Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man that came out in 2002... Two was the premier superhero movie and it really like proved that these could work yeah um and had so much heart and it's like if you talk to anyone our age i mean most people our age like i just feel like everyone's like spider-man spider because like that's what you grew up with it was like these movies were on repeat all the time and i mean not even just that like the spider-man 90s cartoon yeah oh yeah was something i grew up yeah we watched I mean, it too i grew up on that show i grew up on the sam raimi movies i'm 99 percent sure i'm no, i'm 100 percent sure i saw the first one in theaters when i was six years old yeah. like i know that that happened yeah so it's like this is like everyone and i think that's why like they there has been like back and forth about is Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and what Marvel's doing, like, the right thing to do. Some yeah. people praised it because it, it, it gets over a trope that we've had too many times with Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, that what Sony keeps failing at. Mm-hmm. Or or are they giving, making it too easy? Is is he really Peter Parker if he doesn't go through the things he goes through? Mm-hmm. So I think that I kind of land on the fence with that. But it's, the these, of the original three movies are such, hold such a special place in, like, 90s, babies yeah <laughs> hearts i think it's such a they're so they were so impactful like not only like to just like cinema yeah. it was like, it was cinematically like it was a big it's deal groundbreaking and two superhero movies like marvel has a lot i mean like mcu marvel like disney they have a lot to like thank for these movies because it was like just proving that these are huge like that this could well, be huge if they did it right and obviously there were the people that are in the mcu like well so Kevin Kevin Feige was one of the assistant producers yes. on that trilogy. Yeah. And Kevin Feige being the godfather of Marvel, I mean, him being involved in those productions, I think showed him firsthand how lucrative superhero properties can be. Not to be, yeah. you know, that it's all about money, but show that these things have a mainstream appeal beyond just comic book nerds. I mean... Each Raimi movie, I believe, made over $800 million. Yeah. and they, like, they were huge. And the second one is still, and we talked about this on this podcast, but the second one is still considered one of the best superhero movies of all time. 
Yeah, it's it's like, like 1A it's, or 1... Yeah. And they and that's the thing, is like, because they kind of created the model for mm-hmm. superhero movies, yeah. like, that was became, like, the winning model, because yep. before it wasn't... They, you know, they were doing well, but it, yeah, they it never nailed, stuck. It nailed tone. And yeah. I think that yes. you, you... That Raimi trilogy, even though the MCU goes further into humor, that tone that those movies created has been replicated by pretty much everything outside of any Marvel property... Like Fox, Sony, that that's what they gun for. Yeah. It is. We rewatched the trilogy. Yes. As part of our prep process for this, um, it's amazing how those are still burned in my brain. Even yeah. even Spider Man Three, which is not a great movie, like <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's objectively. it's got some great moments. Yeah. It's a mess. No, it's a mess. And, but <sighs> but you gotta love it. Like they're they're just classics. Yes, they're and, classic. And so you know, like. If Marvel wouldn't have nailed bringing those characters back, making it seem like they are the same characters, like, disregard the actor part of it, but that's actually the same character, Marvel Studios could have Marvelized the script and made Green Goblin nothing like Norman Osborn. Yeah, I mean, and we can and get into didn't. that. We can get into that a little bit more, like, how what we thought, the, the, yeah. the, the, how they did with portrayals, but, like... Yeah, those just to yeah, those movies are iconic, really close mm-hmm. to our hearts. So we watched, but it was weird because we watched the first one, and then we watched the second one, and then we watched the Amazing Spider-Man, and then we watched the third one, and then we watched Amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah, so we went all over the place. But I had seen the, the Amazing Spider-Man before, and I when it came out in 2014, 2012, 2012, I loved it. Like I mean, number one, I'm obsessed with Andrew Garfield. I think he's awesome. He, I had a crush on him. He's such a good actor. But the first Amazing Spider-Man, I saw it in theaters, and I walked out being like, that, that was really good. Like, I really enjoyed it. I thought that they had a, they did, it was a little darker. It had, like, he was a kid, they kind of portrayed a more updated, like, how high school, like, the, the, yeah. the first one, I think we even, did we have an episode about Spider-Man? We must have. I think we, yeah, did. No, we, we, we talked we about did. this. Yes. We did. So we, you go back and listen to it, but we talked a lot about how I don't really think that, like, these are high school. Like, there wasn't... Yeah. They, they didn't Which really makes, give us... It, it makes sense because those movies are based on the, like, the 1960s Spider-Man comics. Yes. So, even though they're modern day, a lot of it is, A lot like, of things didn't get, like, explained. Yeah, Whereas, a lot of it is, like, this is a nerd in the 60s, so... Yeah. Whereas, I think the way that they showed, like, a kind of, like, a loner, like, Peter, yeah. like, good... It was a... They did like a lot really of, good. A Although lot they of were people, too old still. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's an issue with all high school movies. Yeah. I think Tom Holland, even still... But still, Spider-Man has yeah. the biggest... Has yeah. really bad at that. Yeah, Spider-Man's bad at it, but I know that... So Anna had seen the first one. I had never seen either of them. I had heard they were train wrecks. They weren't worth watching. But the thing is, I would get so pissed by people, like, shitting on Andrew Garfield. And I'm like, I'm not saying he's the best, but, like... Yeah, he's the best Peter he, Parker. <laughs> he's a really good Spider-Man, a really good he, Peter Parker. And, like, the choreography in those movies... Is so yeah. cool, like... So, I I mean, we might go back and do an episode yeah. on those two movies, but I just want to summarize a few thoughts, because I've never gotten to explain them to anyone on this <laughs> podcast, because I hadn't watched them. But how his Peter fights, and how spider-like he is, and how resourceful... Like, when in the first movie, when he's catching the lizard, and he makes, like, a, a web that tracks sound... I mean, he's a genius. I think that those movies... The second one is fun bad. I mean, it's not great. Yeah, it's not as bad. I I, I just don't think it's as bad as everyone says, but no, no. there's definitely some bad things it's about like, it. It's like, like a 60. They they definitely, you could definitely tell they had the same problem they had in Spider-Man 3. 
villain overlord, overlord yes. and they didn't know where they wanted to go. I mean, we, like, there was, like, facts, like, they had, like, four hours worth of, like, Movie. film because they couldn't decide what they wanted to do with it. And, again, Sony yeah. kept getting involved. The, I don't remember if it was the director or the lead writer at one point. They had filmed, like, three quarters of the four hours. And he was like, we should split this into two movies. And Sony was like, no, not happening. Well, that was a good idea. But also, Sony kept getting involved saying they wanted yeah. this, they wanted this, they wanted this. But, like... Again, we'll get to that franchise at some point. Safe to say, I think both of our thoughts is Amazing Spider-Man 2, not as bad as people say. I think it deserved a third movie. I, I'll leave my yeah, thoughts kind of there. it feels so unfinished. I yeah. mean, and I do, th- but I do think, like, they did a really good job, like, portray- I mean, again, it's a different, it's the, um, it's well, amazing. It's, it's and, Ultimate Spider-Man and, is what yeah, it really is. It's the is. Amazing Spider-Man and, and part, it's parts of the Amazing Spider-Man and a lot of Ultimate Spider-Man run, which is a little bit darker, a little bit more, you know, modernized, um, and yeah, but I think that they, spoiler, I mean, I think it was a really good, We I'm glad we watched both of them, because at first I was like, well, I want to watch both because of Electro, but then I'm so glad we watched both of them because of Gwen the Stacey. death of Gwen Stacy, because I think that's the one thing you commend them for, is they had the balls to do that, and Marvel would never. Yeah, the MCU will only, the MCU will kill off very predictable, close relatives. Or when they do kill them off, it's a very, like, non and i'm not saying this was like super graphic but like she snapped her neck and it was at the hands of spider-man like that's like a heavy heavy thing the mcu would never and i'm glad we watched them i think if anyone's listening that hasn't given those movies a chance if you really like spider-man i think you'll not hate them like i think they're worth watching and andrew garfield is great uh, he's fantastic he just got screwed by script bad script bad script which he did not have in this movie, so yes, we'll get to him in a bit. But that was our prep work. We kind of did this all over the course of like three days. Like we did them pretty close to each other, with the exception of Spider Man One, which we watched, we watched like a month earlier, or two yeah. ago. But I think that those movies—they're not required viewing to appreciate this movie. But I do think you get a lot more out of it. Um. Yeah, I mean, having to understand, I mean, number one, you can't go into it completely blind, but I mean, I think you'd be an idiot if you don't have any understanding that these two people were Spider-Man and then all these villains. I like, can't imagine there were more than like three people on the planet that went into this movie and was like, I know nothing about Spider-Man. I'm going to see this. No, I agree. <laughs> I think that you have some understanding, but I don't, I think the thing is if someone went into it not having seen any, or maybe you ha- you saw, I mean, I guess my brother's a good example. My he knows he's seen, uh, he's 17, and he knows he's seen all of the Spider-Man. Like, and he mm-hmm. watched, I, he definitely has seen the first Amazing Spider-Man. He can't remember if he watched the second one. Mm-hmm. He's really young. But he knows about it, and he liked the movie, but when I was like, oh my god, how was it? Because he watched it a different time, he was yeah. like, it was good. But, so it's not the same, it's not the same reaction as someone who's, like, seen all those movies before. So I think it was good that, you know, it is a good yeah. thing to do, but you don't have to. If you know who they are, you're, it's going to be exciting no matter what. Yeah. I, I think that's a good, I would love to get people's breakdown on it that aren't familiar with the other properties. Like, I'm sure there are people out there that Tom Holland Spidey is the only Spider-Man they've ever known. Yeah, and that's why they're like, oh, he's the best Spider-Man, because they... Yeah, because they, that's the attachment. Nostalgia is a very powerful thing. Um, but let's get into, you know, the movie itself, because we've gone through our prep work, we've gone through, you know, the anticipation, but the actual movie itself, um, I do want to start out by saying the theater experience itself on opening night with people cheering. I know that's a very divisive subject. Some people hate it. Some people love it. 
We love it. Just I so loved you know, it. I loved we it. Love, we love cheering. Yeah. It was great. There was not only cheering, there was screaming. Yes. Screaming, which, yes, in Endgame, like, there was, there was big, like, like there was, like, roaring, I guess. Like, I... I, there was a difference. Like, it was, like, kind of when, when we, when, like, on your left or Mjolnir or whatever. Yeah. Like, yes, everyone was like, woo! Like, yeah. But this was when, <laughs> I just was going to skip ahead. When Andrew Garfield came out, there, a fire was lit inside of me and many other people <laughs> in that room. And I literally screamed like a little girl. Like, a, like a visceral reaction. I have never. Yes, you've. I've gone woohoo, but I was like screaming at the top of my lungs. Like, and that's what everyone else did. Like, and I've never had that at a theater before. Like no. ever. And then the screams were even louder for Toby. Like, I mean, hell, they even get our theater even screamed when when Daredevil showed. Yeah, up. we had a really good theater. Like, they were very excited, and I like it. I mean, it just makes the movie even better, in my opinion. When yeah. you have that. I cannot agree more. I think that I like this is the second best, maybe the best theater experience I've ever had. Like this and Endgame, that's the only two that are even similar. Yeah, Endgame was a great one for the yeah. And I I'm, mean, I think it's not the last time Marvel's going to do this too. Oh no, they're gonna they're gonna do more stuff like this. But um, that's kind of all I have on theater experience. No, it was awesome. I loved it. I can't believe... Like, the fact that I was, like, screaming, I was like, oh my god. But it was good that everyone else in the theater was all about it. Yeah. So, I kind of want to get into specifics. I don't exactly know if you had a place you wanted to start at. Um, um Not really. I guess, let me look at my notes. Um, no. I mean, you can start it out. I mean, I... Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Sorry. so, I have, you know... My big overarching question is a lot of this movie is focused on parallels. Yeah. Because a lot of it is callbacks to old movies. I mean... The way that they... The way that even Tom is... Tom Holland's is fighting. The way he's dressed. The... Yeah. The, the lighting. Like, yeah. I was... They do that. They do seeing, the romance lighting. Yeah. After seeing it again today, I think I noticed at the end, like, the lighting was, like, very, like, Sam Raimi-esque. Like, yeah. So it was very interesting, like, how they just really brought in so many aspects of these films um, in in a way of appreciation. I think that's, like, what makes this movie even better is that we've talked about this so many times. Like, I, you could feel that they, that, like, the makers of this film and, like, Marvel, it was an, appre- it, they weren't trying to fix mm-hmm. or trying to rewrite the history of any of these films. It was... They took these films, were the good and the bad, and what happened in them, and the characters that, that mm-hmm. were built in them, and showed such an appreciation and respect for it that, like, it was like it was brought into the whole entire film. Like, yeah, it, it's a way that they continued their stories, but didn't take away from the the stuff we've already seen happen. Yeah, like, I mean, a big question that we'll have, and I hope we never get the answer to, is what happened to the villains when they returned. I know. I don't you, want that answer, though. You want to hope that they live, but... But who knows? And I, I, think, but I guess the moral of the story is it doesn't matter, because... Well, as Doctor you, Strange said, like, in the grand scheme of the multiverse, like, they're, they have to die. But it's the whole... But I guess, like... And, and so that was, like, a big thing, because, like, we just watched Loki, where we get, you know, the variants and all that stuff, so it's like, how is that going to work? Yeah. Um, and we don't know when, when this happened, if it happened before or after the events of Loki, yeah. but I don't, I think what the whole point of it is that like, that doesn't matter mm-hmm. because 
like, you know, what Aunt May said, when we finally get the, we finally get the line with great power comes great responsibility. Is that, or like this, you know, we help people, that's what we do, is that Spider-Man will always try to save. Yeah. the You know, Spider-Man's villains are all these tragic, you know, um, scientists or tragic people that are just caught up in something that this happens to them and they have the bad luck or you yeah. know, just misfits of science. And But they are good people deep down. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man usually brings that out of them and close to the end, except for like Mysterio that didn't happen. But um, he, like, but I think that's what's trying to say is like, Spider-Man will always try to help. No matter if it seems like it's futile in the end, like this, you must work, yeah. go towards good. Yeah. Like it that you have a responsibility to do all that you can, even if it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, going further in this movie, not even continuing the prior stories, but they also did a lot of parallel moments, which did key audiences off on stuff that might happen soon. But the biggest one that I, I want to key in on is MJ falling. Oh, yeah. Um, My heart. And Tom being unable to save her, but now Andrew gets to. And just little things, and I've seen people break this down, so it's smarter than me, but, like, little details they added, like, he doesn't web right away, he pushes himself downward to catch her, and then use his body to break her momentum so her back doesn't snap. Like, all these things where you can see, like, he's learned, he's grown, he's done all this, it's just so cool. And I think, too, it's, like, interesting... I do like, too, that they kind of show, like, Toby's Peter's obviously more experienced. He kind of had his happily ever after. Like, yeah. not saying it's probably not perfect well, with MJ. Well, it's, it's his line, sorry to cut you off, but his line of, you know, we figured it out. His life is never going to be perfect because he's always going to be walking this balancing act. But, like, that Peter's as good as it can get. Yeah, but then, but then you have, like, Andrew's Peter who is... Like, Andrew Garfield's Peter, who's, like, he's still, you can tell he's still broken from yeah. from Gwen, and, like, still holds that that grief and that anger, which, like, obviously, he it will happen. I lost a lot of his life. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, at least in his mind as a teenager, but, like, at, at his own hands. I mean, I don't yeah. think, the thing is, there is that debate, like, if she, would like, she have, would, would she, she have, have died, died even if she did? She, she probably would have. She fell from, like, six stories and was yeah. falling towards her back. Yeah, like, and she could have, she could have maybe, like, been paralyzed or something instead of, like, not died, but. I think she was dead regardless. I think she was dead regardless, but it's, it's the same still, di- like, you did it, you It's know? the same dilemma of, did Green Goblin die in Raimi 1 because of Spider-Man or because of himself? Like, it's that yeah, same thing. Just himself. Yeah. It's just, it's questions that are supposed to, I mean, that's the beauty of Spider-Man, is a lot of the consequences are ambiguous. Yeah, it's all about morality. Yeah. And and what can you, you know, I mean, and that's why I love Spider-Man. It's just so good. But they, I think, if you want to go into the villains, I mean, you just start talking about Green Goblin. Willem Dafoe is, we already talked about how much we love Willem Dafoe. And how amazing he is with the Green Goblin. Like, he is just so good. I mean, this man, 19 years after playing him... Well, I guess he he showed up in flashbacks. But, like, the last big time he played this guy was 19 years ago. He steps in and is more more sinister? Yes. More more psychologically um, evil and broken. And... Oh my god, like, I just, he's so good. He, like, steals the show at times. Like, sometimes you're just, I feel like they, 
there's so many times where I feel like they had to like get off of him because it was like I could just watch yeah. him. and the fighting scenes between him and when, Peter when uh, okay so the entire fight scene in Happy's apartment when Peter and the Green Goblin are just slamming themselves through multiple levels of that condo building when Peter but when is, they keep when, flipping each other oh my god it's so cool when when Peter is like laying into him and punching him and Willem Dafoe is just cackling and he's the happiest he's ever been in his life getting the shit kicked out of him by by peter oh my god like yeah no it was insane and like jaw dropping so <sighs> good and then that's the thing is like we've i think you even said you're like out of all yeah mysterio was great and like um michael keaton and vulture vulture but like this Wonderful is the best Spider-Man villain. Like that's like e- the ever. That's the best villain and, that even that he's fought. Like he's so good. The debate always from the Raimi era was was Doc Ock or Green Goblin better? I think this movie cements Green Goblin. I think with Doc here the pro- the thing is Doc Ock has is such a um complex. No, like a comp like you're there he's more heartfelt and like compelling and the it's the connection between him and Peter. I mean, and, yeah. and obviously him and Norman had a connection, but it, it the second movie, there's just like this. And so I think they did, they played that so well by making him not evil really early and having. I liked that they redeemed him pretty early. I mean, that, yeah. but that's because, because I think out of all of them, he's, he's the, the one, he's the one that it's like when he, when he figures out, even in the second one, when he figures out that he's being played by these by this machine, he's like, "I want to help." It's it's harder for someone like yeah. Electro, who was a nobody and just wants the power. Yeah. For I think my biggest thing was like with is it Flint or Cl- Flint? For with Flint, I felt like his only motivation is to get home to his daughter. So I didn't understand why he didn't care in the end, and he was like, "I'm gonna do whatever Green Goblin says," but I don't know. Uh, but he's a minor character, but. Like Yeah, I think you could have gone the movie without him and Lizard, honestly. <laughs> I think three villains would have been Yeah, but enough. I think I said this to you that I think it was good because the part where they had the realization of like if they died yeah, and you, you needed, needed Connors and you needed Electro. Electro. Yeah, you needed two from that universe. No, no, sorry, no, you, you needed you sorry, you needed Connors and you also needed Flint because Oh oh yes. That because yeah, then he could tell Osborne them they both died. died. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that I don't think that it was, like, what's so funny is, like, they had, you know, in this movie, they had five villains instead of... Six. Six. What? Oh, uh, sorry. They, Were you trying to do Sinister Sticks? No, I was saying they had five villains, and then in the other movie, the two Spider-Man movies that, like, were villain overload, they had, oh, like, two, they had three. Two, yeah. And it's so funny that, like, in this one, like, they got it right. Like, they have yes. five villains and they are killing it. And each of them did have, like, their moments. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you got, you saw their motivate, you saw all of their motivations come through. They even made it better. Like, the motivation of Dr. Like, Dr. Connors and, like, everything comes at a price. And with Electro and him being, like, the power he feels and how he wants power because yeah. he doesn't have any power. And, like, I think they did such a good job, like, building upon their motivations and mm-hmm. showing them, even if they're not the main person, like, Green Goblin or yeah. o- Osborn. Yeah. I, and I think, I think this, that was my big concern coming into the movie, the villain overload. Yeah. Because um, when you hear, you know, there's going to be five villains, you're like, oh, God, that's, that's exactly what you messed up those two prior series yep. on. But they did get it right. And even though I wasn't super thrilled with Sandman and Lizard... 
and not because I don't like them. I think they're both compelling in their respective movies. Um, you know, it did. I do see the plot purpose that it served. Uh, yeah, it didn't take anything away from no. it. It just also I, it didn't really it add. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the benefit you get of the reveal that oh they die fighting Spider Man. I don't think it's enough to take away screen time from Goblin, Ock, and Electro because I think all three of them were fantastic. But we were saying this in the car coming home from today. It's wild to think that, like, Jamie Foxx gave a really good performance, and Alfred Molina was amazing as Amazing. It's crazy how much better Willem Dafoe was as Green Goblin, though, because he makes me not even think about their performances, because he was so good. It's just, I don't, I don't know how he does it. Willem Dafoe is- Amazing man. Yeah. He's just an incredible actor. Yeah. No, he is great. Um, I think, you know, let's talk about- the let's talk about the spider-man now who do you think like you know what were your favorite moments with the three of them Mm -hmm. who do you like what and you kind of talked about a couple moments were favorite with individual ones um we already talked about the reveal of them coming in was very exciting yeah but yeah want to go want to start i mean i think i think the scene in the lab when they were trying to make their respective cures was really good i mean we got a reference to the spider-man pointing at each other meme uh, there was a really good exchange between Toby and Ned about, <laughs> like, Ned says, do you have a best friend? And he said, I did. He died in my arms because he tried to kill me. And then Ned is just, like, freaking out. He's like, oh, I'll never kill you, Peter. And it's, like, such, and, like, and so when you get to the ending, you're like, oh, my God. But, okay, we're not talking about the ending yet. But, like, the they keep, basically, if they, they just keep foreshadowing him becoming, like, the hobgoblin. The hobgoblin. Yeah. Which I think, uh, we gotta wait till the end. I have a lot more thoughts on the end, actually, than most yes. of the movie, which is wild. <laughs> yes. No, um, we can talk about the I think the other, the other scene, I loved Andrew cracking Toby's back when they're <laughs> like, I got a back thing from all the swinging, which, just like, honestly, I've never thought of before, but that would screw you up so badly. They, like, Andrew, okay, that's the thing, like, Andrew Garfield, like, he just, like, stole the show so many times like yeah he was so good like the way he played like this like kind of self-doubting broken man yeah. and you just wanted to give him a hug yeah i mean so toby good. toby telling to him like you're amazing when you're they're comparing lame. the villains they fight and you know tom hasn't beat by a lot but andrew being like oh, i fought a guy in a rhino suit like you know and granted his villains were pretty lame <laughs> with the exception of electro but when toby's just like no man you're amazing like Dude, like, yeah, I just was no, like, I this is incredible. No, I could listen to them, like, banter back and forth for, like, hours. Like, I would just watch a movie of them just talking to each other. I'd literally, it'd be, like, three Spider-Men sit at a table and just talk. And, like, the best scene, oh, gosh, and, like, the fighting scenes with all three of them, but, like, the one when they're running on the thing, they it's all so cool. jump, and they're all doing their individual, like, they're, you know, like, their web, their swings, yeah, their, their poses. Swings. Like, yeah, like, Andrew is, like, because, like, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man's, like, so much more Spidey-like. Yeah. Uh, Tom's is, like, very, like, Brute, like more, it's like more military. Yeah, more like he fights strength. Like, it's yeah. like strength. Wise, Tom Holland. Sense. Tom Holland would beat the piss out of both. He is so strong. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's more strength yeah. based. And then like Toby is like kind of more like swinging. Like he's yeah. more of a. It's like fluid motion. Yeah. So I love that. Like they put all that in there, and like the part where they're running, and they both like all three of them fly. I'm like, <laughs> well, I think too. Sorry, just to backtrack for one second. You were talking about Andrew Garfield. I think Andrew Garfield was the second best actor in this movie. I think that if Defoe wasn't, you know, stealing the show... Of stud. 
That was a really funny... I don't know why you said that. He's a motherfucking stud. <laughs> Who, Willem Dafoe? Yeah. But I think if, I think if Defoe isn't in here, just like putting in Oscar, uh, not Oscar worthy performances, but like, just like that, I think we're all talking about Andrew Garfield and just gushing about him. Cause he's, no, and I've talked to so many people who like, they, you know, either hadn't really seen him or like, didn't, didn't think too much of the Andrew Garfield, Spider- the amazing Spider-Man movies. And they were like, I mean, Andrew's not my favorite Spider-Man, but can, he j- can we just talk about how, like, yeah. great he was not like, I feel like he just stole, like, he was so good, and his comedic timing is great. I oh, mean, my God. it It's so good. Yeah. He's I, awesome. I, I love, so, just getting back to moments, um, when they're talking about the web shooters, and Toby is trying to explain that he can't control it being in his body, <laughs> and just the bewilderment that the other two have <laughs> is, I mean, impeccable. Like, it's just great writing. Yeah. And it's the stuff, like, honestly, if you think about it, that's the stuff that they would talk about. Yeah. As stupid as this is, if I met someone from another universe, I would, that'd be, like, stuff I'd be thinking. Another favorite moment of mine is when Electro, um, is, is saved. They, they, oh, they yeah. um, cure him. And he's talking to Andrew Garfield. And he's saying that, like, he just thought he was going to be a black Spider-Man. He's like, there's got to be one out there yeah. somewhere. That was great. That Our theater cheered at that yeah. for miles. So, and, you know, you know I don't know if they're going to, I mean, they've kind of said, because the Prowler is in this universe, and so maybe yeah. we'll have Miles Morales, but, like, I think it was, like, a fun, even if it's just an homage, like, to, to the Spider, into the Spider-Verse. I don't know how soon they can do a Miles because of how, I mean, in, Spider-Verse is still going on, which, by the way, trailer came out, looks cool. But I don't know if we're gonna be able to. I think it's do confusing. it at the same no, time. I agree. I think they should. They need to give some time to it. Yeah, um, I want Miles though. I think. But he's I think so they cool. need to have the Prowler in it. Yeah. Before they have him, like they cannot, they cannot tease me with Childish Gambino uh-huh. and then just not not pay that reference up. it again. Like, come on, like that man should have been a Spider Man. That man should have been Miles a long time. A long ago. time ago, but Sony Alas. not. Not the brightest. Um, I I had a question outside of moments. So there's a lot of character arc stuff that happens, you know, continuing character arcs, you know, fixing things, if you want to call it, like retconning a little bit. Do you think any of the character arcs with the villains or heroes feel kind of forced or they all feel pretty natural to you? I felt like it felt pretty natural. I think the biggest thing that we've talked about, so like before the movie, there was obviously all these posts like and i mean tom hall himself said like bring tissues so there was everyone yeah. was saying that it's you're gonna cry you're gonna cry and so john had asked me he's like do you who do you think is gonna die like do you yeah. think someone's gonna die and i was like yes he's like who you, and i said i think it's gonna be toby and i said um, mj yeah he said mj so i was like it's gotta be toby um i just or one of the spider-man because i just feel it like i feel like it's gonna be and and you get that fake out of and obviously it was aunt may which was very we saw it i was sobbing because they fake you out and it's a very, they, like... They don't even just fake you out. They fake you out for, like, two minutes. Yeah. Like, she... I Today I realized you very clearly see her get stabbed by the glider. I oh. didn't... In the first time I saw it, I thought she just got knocked by it. But she gets stabbed. But you're, you're just you're just trying to, like, tell... You're in denial. Yeah, you're like, uh... she's great as May. And, like... Yeah. And you just... Aunt May, in, in our minds, like, Aunt May doesn't die. Aunt May doesn't die. Yeah. And so Aunt May's always there as his moral compass, mm-hmm. always leading him back. And that's in both... You know, with Sally Fields and with um, 
Rosemary Harris. Rosemary Harris. Like, that. that's always how they are in their respective Spider-Man. So I think... Mm-hmm. But obviously, we don't have an Uncle Ben. So, like, the, yeah. when they did make it, it's like, this This is his Uncle Ben. Like, this yeah. is his moment. And I thought it was so good because of how much she represented, like, yeah. the goodness she represented in, like, having the mm-hmm. the food pantry. But, yeah. So, it ended up her dying. That was really hard. But I thought it was going to be Toby. And then at the end, I was like, when he gets stabbed by Green Goblin, I was like, oh, my God, are they killing him? And obviously, they didn't. But, and which they originally did intend to, but because he was just so damn good, they would probably want to bring him back, is the rumor. Yeah, that's the big rumor. But, so I think that, I, I'm not mad about it, because obviously I don't want Toby McGuire to die, but I do think that it could have been, like, a nice, like, closing of the loop, like, because he's taught yeah. another Spider-Man to be, to not be vengeful like he mm-hmm. was, and it would have been yeah. really impactful, like, his that whole arc, but again, like, I'm not mad about it. No. I, I'm not, I don't think there were arcs that felt forced in this movie. I don't think, with the exception of the question of what's happening to these villains, I don't think they detracted from anything that's come before. I think in many instances they added to it, and I also think they set things up in a very interesting way that doesn't, like, necessarily have to lead to something new, but it could. Like, it's a, it's a always, very good... They can always bring back yeah. the Spi- Spider-Man if... Or any of the villains if they wanted to. It's like the door's closed, but it's not locked. And I really like that because, I'm going to be honest, I want more of this. I want, maybe not a lot more of this, but I want more multiverse stuff with these Spider-Men. Because they're just so good together. Yeah, and it's really, it's fun. I mean, yeah. yeah. Is it a cash grab? Is it a nostalgia, like... Absolutely. Banking on nostalgia? Oh, yeah. But do I think they did it right? Hell yes. Yes, like if you think I didn't enjoy getting to see two classic Spider-Men like your on fa- screen. Your favorites. I think like the whole thing is like everyone's like, you get to see Tobey Maguire be Spider-Man again. Like yeah. that was like so many people's like hero. Like that's like, yeah, they're like, they're like, that's my Spider-Man. And you get to see him be Spider-Man again after like all these years. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's cool. And you know what? If it's a cash grab, I don't care. Yeah, I am, I am a, the first person that's going to shell out money for these big budget blockbuster movies. First person. Yeah. It, they're great. So do we want to go to the, we haven't really talked about Doctor Strange at all. No, he's not in this movie that much. Yeah, he's just kind of like the vessel to like he's bring in, us He's to in it. this movie the proper amount though. Yes, yes. I'm glad I didn't focus around him, but. Doctor Strange right now is probably like my second or third favorite Marvel character uh, his first movie, good. He kills it in Infinity War. Dude is amazing. And, uh, he's great in this for, like, the ten minutes he's in it. Yeah, but before we get into the ending, I kind of want to talk, discuss, and I think we have discussed this on the last Spider-Man podcast. We won't get into great detail. You can listen to it there. But I think it's been pretty obvious. Like, we do like Tom Holland Spider-Man. We like the MCU's. Mm-hmm the past two movies, and we've enjoyed it, and I think that he does play a good Spider-Man. But we have been critical in the past of, I don't know if critical's the word, but, like, weary that, like, we don't think that this is truly a good Spider-Man, because... Too many resources. Or Peter, I guess maybe Peter Parker. Like, he, this, Peter Parker, everything that's happened before this is all because of Tony Stark. He's cleaning up Tony's Mm -hmm. messes, he's financed and given all the things he, you, he he hasn't been given the, the, 
like, the time or, like, energy. We haven't gotten any of that to, like, see him do things on his own and, like, learn on his own. It's all from, like, Tony. And Tony's been the yeah. father figure. Which, I, we, you know, isn't Peter Parker. Like, that's not... No. Peter Parker is a character who repeatedly, every time something good happens to him, has multiple things bad happen. And now, he has lost in the MCU. He lost Tony. He um, was betrayed by Mysterio. He, he, he's not, like in the best spot in the world. But comparatively, this Peter Parker is the most well-off. Yes. And, like, just... But also, it's, like, his personality. Like, yeah. I, and also, just how large, large scale. Like, he's supposed to be, like, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, his they, neighborhood is, like, the universe. Yes. Yes. Even though people didn't know who he was until this movie. But, yeah. like, it was hard for me, like, going to this movie, I'm like, okay, so they're gonna do this multiverse thing. And are they just gonna continue? And, and we already know that there were two more Spider-Man movies coming out. At some point, right? Is it two or three? No, this was the last. This was the last contracted solo, and then he had one more team up appearance. But it was done. They've they confirmed it the day before the movie came That's out. That's what I'm saying. So we knew going in the movie, yeah. like, and we just I just kept thinking myself, like, what are they gonna? He mm-hmm. it's gonna continue to be this large scale thing, and Spider Man arguably is one of MCU's. Be... It, this Tom Holland specifically, Spider Man is one of their most popular. Like people go crazy over this. I would say right now. He is. Yeah. And so people are going crazy with this. So you know they're going to try and do more. I'm like, what are they going to do? Like, what villains are they going to do? What are they going to... And I feel like this, like, the last 30 minutes of this film, like, my jaw was on, was just mm-hmm. on the floor. Like, I was like, this is genius. Gene, yes. Absolutely. Like, it, mind-blowing. I, um, in relation to Doctor Strange, um... I love the fact that when he does the spell at the end to make everyone forget Peter Parker, there's no conditions, not even him. So literally, Peter is all alone. All alone. He does not have anyone. People know that Spider-Man is a superhero. They just don't know who Spider-Man is. But they don't know who Spider-Man is. I've seen people debate on if they think he's still in the Avengers. I think he is. They just don't. They just know him as Spider-Man. They're like, he's... Yeah, but I don't think they're going to call upon him like no. they would if they knew it was Peter Parker. Because, again, Tony's dead. Tony's dead. Yeah. Tony has died. Tony's dead. So Cap who, is gone. So who would have? And, again, I think, I mean, we're going to talk, I'm sure after this, we're going to talk about, like, Phase 4 and just the future of Marvel. But mm-hmm. what I think has they've been doing so well in these movies and in these TV shows is bringing, everyone's like, where are they going to go from here, this large scale? They have been doing such a good job. In my opinion, I know other people don't feel this way, but of bringing things down to the smaller scale. Yeah. And not, and yes, obviously everyone's a question like, why don't they just call another Avenger to help them? Or why don't they do this or this or like call this? But I think they're doing such a good job trying to bring things down to a smaller scale so that it isn't on a universal, big, big, like we can still have these smaller scale movies that like the stakes are not as high. And the way that they did this, like to make Peter become the Peter Parker, like the Spider-Man from the comics, like from the original comics, that down to him creating a new suit that looks like the 90s, like... Cartoon. The cartoon, and, and the comics, like with the bright blue spandex. Like, I mean, like it's just, there's so it's, many possibilities. Like the fact that he's trying to get his GED, and that's the reason why he's not going to be going to MIT. He's going to be going to like a city college. Yeah. He's going to be, like he has no money. That's why, like, he was already, he was already like broke but like even more broke now like he doesn't well, he have was any broke he was broke but he had a parental figure yeah that like had money now he's broke without a job without, without a, the technology without a history 
Um, where he's not going to have a Stark suit anymore. He's going to just be Spider-Man. And and the fact, like, basically, like, all three of these movies was one big origin story. It was just one big build-up to say, we're going to take it all away from you. And I'm... And now it's like... I'm can... so excited. This was my most anticipated movie. Yeah. Spider-Man 4 is not announced. There's been no details. There's nothing about this. I'm already more excited for that than I was for this. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, like, the, pos- the realm of possibilities. Like, we're gonna, like, are we gonna get Ned as Hobgoblin, like, right away? Are we gonna have, is Gwen Stacy gonna come back? Mm-hmm. Is, like, I mean, he, we already know Gwen Stacy was in this universe, but, like, could she come back and they rekin, you know, I don't know. Or are we gonna have, is there actually gonna be a Harry Osborn? Like, as his, like, yeah, college roommate or something, even, you know? like, there could be a Norman Osborn, too. Like, even though Oscorp doesn't exist now, who's to say that it doesn't, get founded like or is harry the one that founds it yeah exactly they can do so many things different now with the mcu and they've the criticisms that people had of this spider-man they've basically been able to hand wave it away and be like hey all those things that that, all those things you criticized before guess what they don't exist anymore and before peter would tell people left and right hey i'm peter parker while he's in his costume i guarantee he doesn't do that anymore yeah no and he's now going to work so hard to conceal his identity like, oh, it's but so good. Also, it's like, I guess with the one thing that's sad about that, then it's like, Ned and Zendaya are going to be, like, sorry, yeah, well, basically, like, does that mean that we're not going to get as much of those two actors in the next films because they're supposed to be I in don't Boston? Know. I That's a great question. I don't... Like, is it, like, the next one picks up, like, summer vacation, they're back, or, like, <sighs> I don't what know. is that? Like, so I think that kind of is a loss because Zendaya is, like, so good, like, I I wasn't, like, the last two movies. I liked her, but they didn't give her much. I mean, she crushed it in this movie. Well, the thing is, I feel like they've just taken their time, like, with Spider-Man. And I think that it's all kind of like a, not like a fuck you, but, like, it's kind of like a we did learn from our, like, and it's not even just a we learned from our mistakes, we're just not going to talk about his origin story, or his, like, Uncle Ben or any of that. It's like we learned from our mistakes that, like, we're not going to rush this. This is a big character, and we're going to make sure... It's done well. It doesn't yeah. have to be like, and also like the Spider-Man comics, which I don't not really read, but I guess, but I guess like too from the from the cartoon we used to watch. Like Spider-Man's crazy. Like there there are so many different runs of it. There are so many different ways, and they have so many possibilities that they can play upon. So you don't have to go in one direction. No, no, you really don't. And I just, it's funny because in Far From Home, right before his identity gets revealed. He swings under this bridge, and it says, we're so excited for you to see what comes next. And it says, like, one, two, three, and then a question mark. And, like, everyone thought that meant they're like, oh, they're, you know, talking about the next Spider-Man movie. But really, because the four was a question mark, I think they were talking about, like, teasing it back then. Like, we're going to reset this whole thing. Yeah. I I could be looking into it too much, because some people think it's about the Fantastic Four also. Uh, But, which, sidetrack, this director, John Watts is doing the Fantastic Four. And not that I didn't love his Spider-Man movies before, but I was a little like, uh, you really gotta nail the Fantastic Four. Is this the guy? After seeing this, I'm like, okay, he can really direct a Marvel movie. Um, I think this is the best of the trilogy, by the way. I don't think I said that at any point. <laughs> yes, no, I agree. I think it's heads and shoulders above the first two. Yeah. John and I, like, rewatched Far From Home, and I think... It's not as good as I remember. No, it. and I think the problem is is because Jake Gyllenhaal is so good. Yeah. And his villain is so good. And the, like... And what they did with, like, changing Mysterio to be, like, this thing was started. Like, it was really good. And he stole the show. 
And I think, but if you take that out and like such a good villain and like, there was some good emotional scenes like with Peter yeah. learning lessons of like trust and that kind of stuff. Besides that, I was kind of like, I look back and I'm like, yeah, I I like the first one more. I like Homecoming a lot more than Far yeah. From Home now. But this one is miles better than both of those two, which is wild to say. Um, I, I guess I just had one further question. So we started talking about it, but this is my biggest one. Where do we think the franchise goes? Do we think the next one is small? Do we think it's big? You know, they teased post credit scene. There's a little bit of the Venom symbiote. I don't think they do Venom in the next movie. No, I don't think they're going to make that right away. Um, I think it's going to be small. I want it to be small. I think that they need to... St- I, I agree. I think they need to do that because let's get like a true... Let's get the Spider-Man movie. Like, maybe could we learn a little bit about Uncle Ben or his past? Like, I don't know if it's needed or not. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to learn about Ben And because... I guess now that he's been erased, there's not like... Well, not even just that. Like, May was Ben in every sense of the yeah. word. We don't even know if Ben died before or after the his spider bite. Like, yes. we don't... I just don't think at this point... This sounds really bad. I don't think we need yeah. anything about Could we, Ben. I would like it to be, like, a first year of college. Like, a kind of like a... You know, the first Homecoming was... The Spider-Man Homecoming was, like, a high school movie. Like, that's yeah. how they played it out. It was kind of like a fun high school, like, 2000... Yeah. Like, you know, those kinds of things. So can we do that again... But with college, like being like, let's ha- make like a college flick. Like it's all about his first year of college. Like they could, I don't know if that's the route they're going to go. Um, cause first off, this same director might not be doing it yeah. if he's doing fantastic Four. like that's going to be a massive undertaking. I think they're going to go with a director change and I'm not sure if the next person they bring in is going to be like, I want to do a, or do you think it's, they go into the sinister sticks? I don't know. I, I mean, that's another question. Do you think they're going to use any of these same villains that came from multiverses? Like, do you think there will be an MCU Doc Ock? Uh, I think they could. Go, I think they should just go with other ones. Like, I think they need to go with like the Prowler. The like we had. There was a bunch of like you know Kingpin, but I guess Kingpin's that King that Daredevil Kingpin. Yeah, I just um, I don't know. I don't know where this franchise goes. I agree with you. I want it to be small for at least one movie. I kind of don't want Spider Man and team up movies for a bit. Just let him sit. I know Tom Holland has talked about being kind of burnt out. I know. Everyone, he's always like, I need a break. Like, everyone's like, give him a break. Yeah. So, I, if I were doing it, next one would be something small, New York contained. Maybe the next one you do a symbiote movie. Yeah. And then we see where we're at. I think that's probably the point they'll make a change. But... Overall, I'm I'm very excited for the future of this. In many ways, this feels like the true start of the MCU Spider-Man. Yeah, it's great. It was a really fun movie. It was a really great theater experience that I think made me like the Foo movie even more. Yeah. Um, And seeing it a second time, like, I don't think it took anything. I think I was kind of like, ugh, it wasn't as good as the first time, but I still, like, really, really liked it. It cemented how I fe- yeah. felt about it. I wasn't as emotional Yes. No, I was not as emotional. I did cry, but not as much. Yeah, but I think that it um it cemented its place in the MCU for me. I think this is top three MCU movie. I said I said after the first time I was like, it might be top five. This is top three because of everything that it represents. Yes. And I think like again, we just continue to like get these snippets towards the multiverse, the multiverse, the multiverse. And there's all these things happening at 
the same time, we don't know exact timeline, but all these things happen at the same time where Marvel characters are figuring out about the multiverse and what that means and what the implications of it. And I just think like we're building to something big. Yeah. But I think they're taking their time, which I enjoy. Now, uh, let's do our rating, but then I want to come back to that point. Yeah. Um, so I think we have the same rating based on what I can see on your thing. I, I gave this a 97. I also gave it a 97. A great Marvel movie. But let's talk about this multiverse stuff. So you say they're building towards a big multiverse thing. And I agree. Um, the next, the second post-credit scene will come back to the first. But the second one is the, literally just the trailer for the next Doctor Strange movie. The teaser. Um, I don't even think that's going to be the big multiverse event. No, no, it's not. I think that's just going to be, you know, kind of like this with some sprinkles. No, I think that's going to be... No, because we haven't addressed, uh, like, we Loki. Have, we haven't addressed Loki, Kang. Like, we haven't... What if? What if, like, there are so many things that are going to be... And I don't want it to be right away. I think no. what they need to do is, and John and I have talked about this, we want, in my opinion, I think we you have some multiverse stuff going mm-hmm. on, but then you have things like Hawkeye... Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, Shang-Chi, like, you have these other things going on that are smaller scale, that are mm-hmm. more grounded in, like, you know, Rea- Falcon, reality. Yeah. And just more grounded in, like, their response, what's the responsibility, you know, damage control, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, really, like, they're taking this, like, like you know, the next one. Captain America, it's, like, very political, mm-hmm. and what happened after the blip, and what does that mean? And what, how do we move forward and how do we continue to be the Avengers? Yeah. Like, there are so, and I like that they're taking these two approaches. We're, we're seeing both, but then we have things that are on a larger scale, like WandaVision mm-hmm. and, and Loki and Spider-Man No Way Home and like, yeah, all these things. So I think, but I kind of want, like, I do want there to be a hero movie, but not, I do want there to be a multiverse, like big event. Yeah. But I also want there to be, like I've already said, I think it would be great if we had like, Kind of like Civil War, but mm-hmm. it seems like they're building, they're building this thing of like, they're not good, but they're also, they're not bad. So they're not just bad guys, but they're also not like totally on the Avengers side. Yeah. It's like with Elena. More gray area. Yes, with Elena and with, um, what's his name? Cat, the fake Captain Oh, America. oh, uh, 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 US Agent? Yes. So Elena and US Agent, like two great examples of like, they feel that the Avengers have wronged, like, they're not wrong, like, in my opinion, like, they're not, like, completely wrong, like, no, they're not, they're not, they're, like, saying, like, they're not completely evil, they just have a different view of what the Avengers are, yeah, and so, we're, I want to get, like, a, of Dark Avenger, and, like, the Avengers, like, some of the Avengers, not all of them, yeah. have to, like, do, face off, like, yeah, you know, like, the new Captain America, and, like, Winter Soldier, and, like, yeah, more of the grounded ones that, like, they're not, like, multiversal supernatural beings like can we have that you want you want more you want them to build basically towards another civil war but it's not it's not but it's not internal it's not internal it's like a yeah yeah like we have two sets of avengers it's like a battle for the court of public opinion yes between two very matched sides that would be really cool that would be cool i don't know if they're building towards i mean they're building towards something obviously she's building a team so yeah i'm just I'm so intrigued with where Marvel can go with yes, all this stuff. There's so much. Like I, I don't know. A lot of people have said like they don't like Phase Four and they don't understand. Like you know, it's not as good. And the thing is, it's a re. It's not gonna be like it's not all gonna pay off right away because they're rebuilt. No. They ha- not rebuilt. It's not even rebuilding. They're building towards something newer. Yeah. They need. They got. They, you just did this huge thing. They just. 
Something that took ten years. Yes. Like Endgame, like, they just saved the universe. Yeah. And did this giant thing. We can't just go to the next giant thing. You need to build upon it. Yeah, I don't want to say that this is like... Lay they, the foundation. I don't want to say that it's completely like they formed a new MCU, but in many ways this is a soft reset of the universe. Yeah. Because we need a new threat. Like you said, they have to take time to build. And we might be a good three, four years away from starting to see where that's even leading right yeah. now. Like, it's very hard to tell. And I... All I can say is... That Marvel Studios put out nine projects this year. Nine, like, actual MCU projects. That's more Marvel than we've ever had in one year. Yeah. It's, like, double. And we were, no one really knew where these TV shows were going to go and how it was going to play out. And I, for one, am, like, thoroughly enjoying it because you don't have to watch them. It's not, like, a requirement. Will it make you understand things better? Will you get more excited about it and, like, you know, be, like, us nerding out Mm -hmm. and, like, thinking the possibilities of it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think... Obviously, I think in... We haven't talked about but Doctor Strange too. Like, they're going to explain things, obviously, easily. They have to. and But they're going to do exactly what they did in this movie for people who hadn't seen, like, the Raimi or yeah. Mark Webb ones, is they give it, like, a... They find out the best way to explain it in 45 seconds. It's not going to explain everything. It's going to explain enough if you haven't seen it. But if you have seen it, you'll be like, okay, I get it. That's good yeah but like i think they do but what's so fun about i think they've really like brought these tv shows like it, they're just bringing them in in such a amazing way like i was an unsure i think i was like one of the when they first started i'm like ugh like yeah like, what this is gonna be too much yeah and they are doing such a great job of doing in my opinion and i know that a lot of people have been saying like they've been having like marvel release fatigue like they're just like tired of it i have not found that to be true in my opinion. Like I haven't either. Like there are some projects that I'm not super thrilled with. Do I think they were awful? No. Do I think that they were like top tier? Like also no. So like it's just like there's some things that aren't it's never gonna be a home run every time. No. It can't be. And I don't need it to be. No. I I'm okay I'm okay with Marvel's year. I'm not like over the moon. I'm not super depressed. I'm okay with their year. But I think as a a TV show wise, like it's TV been show, awesome. TV show wise has been better than movies, and that's considering Spider Man No Way Home was incredible. And I think this is a great segue. Um, we haven't ranked things in a while, so we want to mm-hmm. do a ranking to kind of summarize our MCU thoughts on the year. And we're gonna rank. Well, we'll just do Marvel specific. Marvel specific. Because it's we're, nine we're... MCU things and Venom because and Venom it's too. kind of MCU. The post credit scene sucked him out pretty early, which I think I was okay with. I really did. I guess, can we go back to that premise? I really loved how they closed that loop. Yes. Like, how excited you went and saw Venom 2 and, like, that post credit scene just, like, blew your mind. Yeah. And some people were, like, getting mad about it and, like, whatever. I think they closed that loop so well. Like, it was awesome. I also think because tom hardy before he goes back says we need to go to new york to talk to this peter parker i think in his universe he's going to go to new york and it's going to turn out that it's andrew garfield yeah i think it's that that would be universe. so lit so now awesome. there'd be a kind of a plot hole with like how does he not know about spider-man because he was from new york and he he's a reporter they'll figure out a way to explain it i think he's they'll just say that eddie brock wasn't living in new york the whole time no is are they in san francisco yeah, but he got fired. He worked for the Bugle in New York. They they re- I just watched Venom yesterday, oh. so they actually do talk about it. They also say that they're like aren't heroes. They they say that in the movie, 
So it'd be hard. They'd have to, you know, massage what, something. Whatever. I would Who cares? Not, I would not um, bat an eye. Also, the Venom movies are unhinged, so you could tell me anything, and I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Really. He got sent back to the wrong universe or some garbage by Doctor Strange spell. Who really cares? Um, I want more Andrew Garfield. There's rumors they're considering greenlighting uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3. If not, I would like him in Venom. Thank you for your time, Sony. You're not <laughs> listening because you are idiots. At the FBI agents that are listening to our devices and our podcast monitor our behavior, they should just send this along. Yeah, just send it to Sony executives. Um, but yes, we are, we're going to rank the 10 Marvel things that came out this year. Movies and TV shows it was a very nice even number. Uh, let's start. We can just do our ten through six right away without any oh. expanded thoughts. Okay. Oh, okay. My nine and my ten were like really hard. Actually, my eight, nine, and ten because I just couldn't. These three, I kept like. I think we have the same three different order. Yeah, it just I was having trouble with order, but um, my number ten is what if? Not that I didn't think it was good. I just thought that some of the episodes weren't. They bad. weren't what ify enough. They were just like. They were lame, and I think that that outweighed the good parts of that show. Yeah, I think the good was really good, but there wasn't enough. Yeah. And then my number nine is Black Widow. Um, do I think it was terrible? No. I think they brought in some amazing character. Like, Yelena, I love her. And yeah. Like, and what is the other one? Um, Red Guardian. Red Guardian, not Dimitri, or like, what is his name? Uh, I don't remember what Whatever. his name was. Red Guardian was He awesome. was good. He was good, but like Alexi. Yelena- Alexi, thank you. Alexi was awesome, stole the show, but like Yelena was everything. And like, I'm, all I care about is that this movie gave us Yelena. Like, that's yeah. all I care about. But in regards to being an actually good MCU movie and like a good plot wise movie, not good. Not great villain. It also was five years too late. Yep. Which yep. we talked Took many times long. about. Took too long. Um, eight. Surprisingly, Venom 2. I. I put it at eight because for a Venom movie, it it goes above those two because the expectations <laughs> are lower. It was um, certainly the most Venom movie you could make. It was insane. Do I think it was that good? No, I was kind of bored. To be honest, we talked about this. I was yeah. kind of bored about it. I I thought that some I thought they could have done more. But do I love Ed Har- the Ed Hardy and Venom Tom duo Hardy? or Tom? Sorry, <laughs> the Tom Hardy, Hardy, the Tom Hardy and Venom duo. Yes, love the buddy cop vibes. Yeah. Um, and then my number seven was Eternals. It was supposed to be the biggest MCU movie. Like, it was supposed to be a huge thing. I think that there were a lot of missteps there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good movie. I think there was... It was fun to watch. But I don't know if it's going to be a rewatchable one for me. And then number six is Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't think it's as bad as everyone says. I actually think... It, I look think back to it and I, I continue to think to myself, wait, that was actually a really good show. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I love Falcon, and I loved his mm-hmm. uh, evolution of him being becoming um, Captain America. But against all of the other shows, it's, it's not weak. as good. Yeah, it's it's weaker. So that's why it got, it's a little bit lower. But still, it's in the middle. So so we had the same bottom five. I'm oh, gonna cool. I'm gonna do my order. Uh, I had Black Widow at ten. The more I think about Black Widow, the the worse I feel. I, it's yeah you're really going downhill with your opinion there yeah i keep seeing clips from it i'm like wow this movie was kind of lame um which sucks because i like scarjo and i love yelena um nine was what if same thoughts i just think they didn't go crazy enough i think it didn't tie together well yeah. either 
8 was also Venom, Let There Be Carnage. It was exactly what I expected it to be. I'm fine with that. I After rewatching the first one, they're like identical movies. It's wild to me. Uh, 7 was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't have anything to add. Um, I just liked Eternals a little bit more. Eternals was my 6. Okay. But I... I forget. I gave Eternals. I think a score in like the nineties or something. It's not. It's. I don't good. think he did. I think he did eighties. Eighty something. I don't know. It's. It's right. good, but getting. I think that like if I watched Eternals for the first time on a TV, I'd be like, this is not as cool as seeing it on a screen. It's just like there were great elements to it, and not enough of them. But I don't think that they they've acted upon the elements they needed to. No, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think yes, it does open up these. You know, we we got a few post credit scenes of like what's gonna happen with them, but like it, I think I saw a review that just sp- was really spoke to me. Well, I'm, I apologize, I don't I can't sort give a source, but they basically said this is like the biggest. This is a like a Earth ending event, and it's yet it seems so insignificant. Mm-hmm. Like this is a the Earth was about to blow up. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, we, it's not it. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. It, it did. It didn't. Uh, the more I think about it, it didn't really feel like it was connected to the MCU at all. Yeah, like, so like, like yeah, like a like a Celestial's being born, and we've seen them before. But I was like, I agree. I think if if this was not if you didn't build this as part of the MCU, or if we were like in Phase One, and it's like yeah. no, none of the none of the f- them connected, I would have been like, oh, like this totally like cool concept. I, w- I would have thought I would have liked the movie better, but I think the problem was is it was. Bo- it, Here's a, my biggest issue is with those damn commercials where they're showing all these other MCU movies like it has anything to do with it. And yeah, it has literally nothing. nothing. They talk about Thanos. Thanos' brothers in the end. I, and I just, I just came to this realization like now that it just doesn't feel like it's part of the MCU. No. I, yeah. So that's, it's just. Yeah. Do I think it was, aw- do I think it was as awful as everyone said? No. No. It's a mid-level Marvel movie. I just think they shouldn't have hyped that up so much. No. Get expectations yeah expectations okay so those are our bottom five um we can go through our top five kind of beat by beat now if we want um my number five is hawkeye same we haven't talked about hawkeye much on this podcast um hawkeye's amazing it's after being someone who was literally hawkeye haters but even i was like i was like i'm not i was so not looking for the show i i was i'm not a huge Haley steinfeld girl steinfeld fan um, I just think she, we've talked about this. I don't think she's like the amazing actress yet. She works great. Their chemistry is great. It is good. It's uh, really Elena showing up in the show. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I find myself liking Jeremy Renner as this kind of unassuming guy. I, it's, it's really good. Yeah. No, they did a really, I think I said, I said like Hawkeye, like the character of Hawkeye, like needed something like this. Yes. It makes me. I'm like, I'm going to watch old Avengers movies now and be like, my guy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fun. Uh, my number four is WandaVision. Cool. Do you want to talk about it? Or, no. Or oh, no. I'll, yeah, I'll talk about it. Um, the more I look back on WandaVision, the more I'm like, that show was really, really good. It, I agree. I mean, also. It was so smart to leave Wanda with that show. Wanda stands here. Wanda stands. We love. We well, love. Wanda belongs in jail. She is a bad person. I'm just a bad person. She. I blame Shield and Sword. Okay, I I do. What they did to Vision was wrong. None of that would have happened if they would have just let I her know. have his body. I know. 
Not not fantastic what Shield did, but she did a lot of bad things. Though then again, a lot of people do very bad things in the MCU, so it's not just her. Um, they didn't die. No one. No, you no know, one. Whereas died. like collateral damage and other things, like that's very true. But again, I'm so excited for Wanda to show up in Doctor Strange. I'm. I love that show. I really want to do a rewatch and see if it's as good when you know what's going to happen. I think it'll be better in your mind. P- probably. I I don't know. WandaVision was so good. So that's yeah. my five. So, no, that's your four. No, that was my five. No, oh, we, four. Sorry. That was, four. that was my four. My number four is Shang-Chi. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think it was a great, just classic, easy to watch origin story. And yes. he, they were, the acting was fantastic. The action scenes were fantastic. It was great. It was great. Yeah, I had Shang-Chi at number three. Okay, so ours were switched. Yeah, they were, they were I, WandaVision was my number three, because I agree with everything you said about WandaVision and more. I just think they, yeah, we love. This is a good time to bring up this question. So they've announced they're making, um, it's called like House of Harkness. It's an Agatha show. At first I was really excited, and now I'm kind of like a little skeptical, because I Why? think- I think we got just the right amount of Agatha, and I don't know... This is weird, because you were, like, big Agatha I, guy. I was... No, I love her, but I'm, like, I don't know if Agatha, like, overexposure, like, if we get a little too much, then it's gonna be like, ah, uh, I don't need... But it feels like they're doing that with everyone. Everybody's yeah. getting a damn show. I know, that's my that's my only fear, is if we have a show for everybody, then it kind of... Well, I, I don't know. I guess my thing is, we're not getting a second season of WandaVision, so it's like, that's like the second season where it's like, Loki's getting a second season. That's true. That, that is a very good point. What if it's getting a second season? Falcon and Winter Soldier? No. Right? No, because they're limited. making Captain America 4. Got it. And then what about Hawkeye? They haven't said, I mean, we haven't watched the finale yet, so, so yeah, I, guess I don't, don't know. even know if it if it leaves a door open. I mean, there's no way it. he's getting a movie, and I don't, I don't think this, it's too early for, for her, her to get a movie, so I think it would make mo- the most sense for her to get a second season. Probably. I, I, I just haven't seen anything. Yeah, but then we have, like, She-Hulk, and we have... So much stuff. I don't I can't even think of all of uh, that. Moon Knight is next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blade's getting a movie, but not a show. I can't, I can't think of shows right now, but, um, yeah, we, we loved WandaVision. Yep. Uh, number two? My number two is Loki. Same. I don't understand, I mean, Hawkeye is good, but... I don't understand how people continue to say that they're like, that's, this is the best show, that it beats Loki. And they keep saying, the more I think about it, Loki wasn't as good. It wasn't all the hype. I, I'm sorry. I've watched through Loki twice. Uh, it was amazing. Like, I don't yeah. understand how people are saying this. Like, the, I mean, like, it's not even just like the performances, like, by themselves, great. And then it's like, mm-hmm. the implications, the the idea of it, all this stuff. I think my one criticism is I do not want the two of them to kiss. To kiss. Yeah, that was not... I wanted it to be a non-romantic relationship. I wanted him to actually trust someone and it not be romantic. Yeah. But that's just... Well, like a journey of self-discovery, like trusting himself. Yes. Thank you. Yes. It's like a... It's like a plurality? The duality Duality? of it? I don't know. Whatever. I I don't know. But um, I love Loki. I can't wait for season two. There are a lot of rumors that he's going to be in Doctor Strange 2 and Sylvie is going to be Doctor Strange 2. I would freak out. I That's a lot. We already got a lot going on, Doctor Strange 2. Every single day, a rumor comes out about a character that's in Doctor Strange 2. And I'm weird because I kind of like to know it's coming. I know, the rumors, okay. But also, they said that Wanda was going to be the villain. It's not looking like she's I think the villain. She's, I think she's still the villain. Oh. 
I I I think Wanda's one hundred percent the villain in this Doctor Strange. I mean, she starts off as an ally, and then she's like, then she gets hypnotized by the other. Uh, she, I don't know. She wants the because the other the other Doctor Strange is morally Am- uh, ambiguous. Yeah, not that he's right or wrong, but he could promise her that he could that she's going to find her children. Or, or that she's going to get Vision back. Like, he can, you would do that. He could do that with all the, the power he has. Yeah. Is it going to work? Maybe not. I don't know. But he could promise it to her. Yeah. But Loki, safe to say, loved it. Can't wait for season two. I don't even know when season two is coming. I think it's not for another year and a half. Meh. Um, We're Sad. big, like, we really like Rick and Morty. And Loki having the same writers as Rick and Morty is, one, it's very evident when you watch both shows next to each other. But two, I think it's like... The best thing in the world. Well, no, it's great because it they're so good with like the supernatural kind of like space and time. And kind of like two other, if a multiverse exists, like a lot of stuff doesn't really matter in the way that you think it does. Um, but yeah, Loki's fantastic. And then I'm sure you all can tell, our, we both have the same number one, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. I don't think the distance between one and two is that close. No. I don't think... I love Loki. I don't think Loki could have done anything to beat that. To come close to Spider-Man No Way nope. Home. No. Nope. But we we love I mean I think here's my thoughts on so this year and the coming up. I am excited. I think that it was like I think we had a lot of great content. I think the only problem and I think this might just be like fan thing. The fact that every movie and every show except for like Hawkeye it's like Everyone is saying that this is going to change everything. This is the next big thing. And I think we got to stop with that. Like, I've already yeah. said, stop with that mindset. Let this show or movie stand on its own two feet. I, mean, I think it was a fun, like, I think that's why, like, for what if, like, no one, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. But then you're this exciting surprise, like, no, wait, what if actually goes into the mm-hmm. movies? Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting with comic book movies, the MCU in particular, is they've been doing this for a while that, like, this is going to change everything. But if you really look at it, the MCU doesn't change much. Like, movie to movie, there's a lot of inertia. Like, there's a lot of, oh, you face consequences, but it's okay, you fixed it, you know, all that. I, if the if Marvel is going to put out all these things, I do want there, for the coming years, to at least be two or three things that come out that actually have consequences. Yes, yeah. Because if not... That's when you're going to lose people and say, well, if we're going to be in the same spot. How does this come to the big picture? Yeah. Which I think, like, it doesn't mean, it's kind of, it can be ambiguous, like, with Doctor Strange. Like, that's what we're getting. And it can be a small change. With no, just... way, with no Way Home and Doctor Strange too. like, this is consequential to the yes. entire, like, to the fabric. And it's the same thing with Loki. Like, with, with like we don't know what's going to happen with Kang the Conqueror, but we know that this is going to be, a, like, there's yeah, going to be we know there's going to be a payoff there. It's not going to be, like... Falcon and Winter Soldier, something I criticize it about, is that at the start of the show, like at the end of Endgame, the shield was given to Sam, he's Captain America. Captain and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier undid that just to redo it, so at the end of the show, he's Captain America. There were some changes, like, with public perception and things that happened in between that, he got a new suit, all that, but at the end of the day, that show didn't change much. I think it would have been better if, if we're just going to go back to, to... I think it would have been better if the government took the shield and not he gave it up yes and i know it was all supposed to be about like his like getting the confidence mm-hmm. to be like i can be captain america but if they took it away and we're like we're gonna make a new captain america yeah. because you're not captain what america, we want yeah like 
that would have been like yeah oh like gut punch and we i would have been like yeah i want sand to fight for that yeah and like and now it was more so a he caused all of this and mm-hmm. it was a morality thing which i think still is big i i don't know yeah I, but I my, my point with that being though is that if you if you look at that show not a ton changed there wasn't really something that said, at the start of it, this show, the MCU was here, and now it's here. It really, there's no distinction between the two. Yeah. If you erase it from the record, it's not like anything really happened. If you erase Spider-Man No Way Home, the entire world knows he's Peter Parker, yeah. still. Like, that's the kind of stuff. The consequences don't have to be huge. I just want them to have some meaning, because if you don't, people are going to stop watching. Yeah. And I think they have the potential for some really cool stories. So I just want to see them going next year. I don't remember how many things they have coming out, but it's probably like oh, seven. Oh, God, it's so much. It's between like seven and 12. Okay, so the next one we have is Doctor Strange. And then we will be getting Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther. And just let me know if this has been moved. I don't know, because we have conflicting articles. Um, Captain Marvel 2, which I'm not excited for, but that might have been moved to 2023. Um, and then we have She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, I'm not sure, is coming out next year. Miss Marvel? That one is. Moon Girl? No. What is this? No, Moon Knight. I don't know what Moon Girl is. What are these things? What are these things? Oh, these are Marvel Comics. Sorry, that was a Marvel Comics thing. Eh, Safe to say, sorry. It's very hard to know exact release dates for all these things because it's just so up in the air. But basically, there's a lot. Yeah. And And put that with, like, all these other... With Morbius. Into the Spider-Verse is coming out next year. Like... It's going to be another jam-packed year. I think, you know, maybe there's some COVID delays that are still contributing to this, but it looks like we're going to get, like, 10-ish Marvel things a year. And that's a lot. That's a ton of content to ask people to consume. So, I just hope that... I hope that this stuff is, like, good. We trust Marvel. We do trust Marvel. Alright, well, it has been a long episode, and I am all talked out hopefully i'm talking about <laughs> spider-man um and marvel in general but we hope you enjoyed we hope you enjoy us nerding out about marvel and continuing to have these episodes um we're excited to kind of get back into it and talk about new releases but also have some guests in the future to talk about some oldies but goodies um let us know if there's a movie that you really want us to talk about with you that you want to be on we would love to hear that but from for now on, hope you see Spider-Man. Hope you go to the movies once or twice before the end of 2021. And we'll see you next time. Yep, we'll see you next year. Hope you all have a happy new year and uh, stay healthy. Yep, bye. Bye. Harry tells me you're quite the science whiz. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs>